Welcome to the Boise Song Talk. I'm James Coberly Smith. Give me just a second, set this guitar down if you would please. Thank you. Songs. What we're gonna be doing on Boise Song Talk is we're gonna be speaking with a number of the great local songwriters about how they write their songs. Now they're all great live performers and I encourage you to go out and see their live shows. However, we will not be emphasizing performance on this show. Instead, we'll be speaking with them about how they write their songs. Now, let's go over and meet tonight's special guest, Kaylee Jack. Kaylee <laughs> Jack, my friend. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having me. Do appreciate it. You know, I've had so much fun when I watch you perform. First of all, when I listen to you perform, that's a treat, of course. Beautiful singer, great guitar player, great songs, and a great fiddle player. Thank you. <laughs> but I really enjoy watching you perform because when I'm watching you, it just looks like you're enjoying yourself. <laughs> and I feel like the audience feels it. And it's very cool. Uh, you're young, and yet you still have quite a list of career highlights. I'm gonna throw off just a few of them, and then I'm gonna encourage people to go to your website, kayleejack.com, to learn a lot more about Kaylee. This is just a few of them. VH1 Song of the Year Award finalist, Nashville Star Searched Best Emerging Songwriter Award. <laughs> She's Oh, shucks. Oh, come on now. <laughs> Country Music Television, Music City Madness Elite Eight finalist for two years in a row. You did the Americana Tour. And again, this is just a few of them because the show is short. But really, it's really uh, something, uh, the things you've done already. So my question to you is, when you were young, were you musical right out of the gate? Um, I think so. I was. I used to write little silly, stupid songs when I was young, and I remember that I wrote one once, <laughs> and it was a really stupid song. I recall I was like seven years old, and I recorded it on my little cassette player, and then we ended up going, my family and I, my brother, my mom, dad, and I went on a family vacation. We were in the car and they had acquired this tape recorder and they're like, let's listen to Kaylee play. And so they started playing it. And I was traumatized for a good like five years after that. And then I started playing and writing music again. So I had a rough childhood, but. <laughs> well, now you said, they said, let's listen to Kaylee play. Mm -hmm. Were you, the song when you're seven, were you playing an instrument? I was not. By playing, I mean, I was more just squawking with my voice but I, I started see. I started violin when I was nine really? and um, it was my dad kind of I used to think that he was a great violin player because he owned uh -huh. a violin yeah, <laughs> but wow. it turns out he's 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 actually really good with his ears and stuff so uh -huh. I mean he can hear music and um, but I just wanted my parents told my brother and I that we had to pick an instrument and so I just wanted to do everything that he did so I was like uh -huh. I, I'm gonna choose violin and so uh -huh. that's how I ended up choosing the violin so so you did violin that was your first instrument mm -hmm. yeah classical and then I got into fiddle later because I figured I probably shouldn't say this but you can in this town anyway you can make quite a bit more money playing fiddle <laughs> than you can classical so um, anyway, so plus I just really enjoy it. So I 
So what, describe the difference to me between fiddle and violin. Um, well, the violin is, you know, it's, I mean, they're all the same instrument, um, mm -hmm. but, and people always ask me that, um, <laughs> what's the difference between a fiddle and a violin? But, mm -hmm. um, classical music, you know, I, I read music and I mm -hmm. would actually say that that is my forte. So when I teach, I teach violin and fiddle oh. also, but I teach both of them because I think it's really important to be able to have, to be able to read music and to play it, to, you know, do fiddle as well. And so... And classical is really good because it teaches you kind of how to hold the violin and vibrato and all of that. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, because I've always been on eggshells when I'm around a fiddle player or violin player because mm -hmm. I'm going, yeah, you play a nice fiddle. I like, I don't want to mm -hmm. say something wrong. You yeah. Know? <laughs> so I, you're teaching me something. Um, did you play in orchestras then when I you did. were young? Yep. My uh -huh. whole life I've played in orchestras. I was in the Boise State Orchestra, and it's actually kind of funny because I was in the orchestra with a lot of musicians around town now, like um, from mm -hmm. Frame 4, Cody, the bass player from Frame 4, mm -hmm. Chris Doty, if you've heard of her, but mm -hmm. um, we were all in the same orchestra together, and, you know, it's kind of funny. Yeah. Huh. So then when did you... Um you wrote your, made up your first song when you're seven. Did you keep making things up? Would you make things up? Yeah, and it was before I played guitar, and I used to just make up little songs all the time and uh -huh. just record them. And yeah. um, then when I started playing guitar, I bought my guitar from Johnny Pisano. Excellent. And um, this guitar, in fact, and then that's wow. really when I started writing a lot was when I when I got a guitar. So. What age do you think you were approximately when you started writing on guitar? Uh, I think I was probably about 15 mm -hmm. or so. So, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. What made you want to start writing songs then? Um, I just always have music in my head, and I've always had music going on and uh -huh. um, throughout school and yeah. high school. Like, that was kind of my my safe place. Well, safe place, that makes uh -huh. it sound really dramatic. But <laughs> that was coming home, <laughs> and I would just be in my room, and I would just stay in my room all day and all night. And my parents would always be like, where is she? But I was in my room, like, listening to music. Uh -huh. Just like, yeah, and playing guitar, that was just what I did all yeah. through my teens, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because it becomes a different ball game when you start playing the guitar and writing a song. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Well, do you feel like uh, giving us uh, one of those uh, Kaylee Jack songs? I would love to, actually. Excellent. Um, this one's called uh, Summer Nights, and I actually wrote it about Boise. Okay. So. Softly and the world begins to slow Oh, well, I sit on my front porch Picking down in southern Idaho Summer nights, they kiss me Softly and the world begins to slow Oh, well, I sit on my front porch Picking down in southern Begins to slow. Oh, well, I sit 
me softly and the world begins to slow oh well i sit on my front porch picking down some idaho Very nice, very nice. Okay, now a song like that. First of all, it contains another thing that I think you're, you're really good at is, is melodies. A lot of your songs are very melodic. Um, and the chorus of that is, is like that too. I mean, the, the, the tune is almost a, like a Russian yes. thing, you know? I mean, it's very cool. With a song like that, do you remember, would you, did you do the music or the lyrics first? Actually, this song is kind of interesting. Well, most of my songs are kind of like that, where I, I do them both at the same time. Oh, you of. do? Yeah, because okay. I, this one in particular, just as an example, I was like, I lived downtown. This was last summer that I wrote it, and it was the beginning of summer, and I was, I left my apartment, and I was walking to the gas station. It was like the beginning of summer, and it was like this nice breeze, and the trees were in bloom, and I was just like in such a great mood, and I was like, I just, I just love living in Boise, and so... Um, I just started, it all just kind of came to me. First the melody came and then I just started kind of like singing and then I started, I was like, I should write this about Boise even though the melody gets kind of Russian-esque. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. <laughs> anyway, but I had my phone, which I of course always carry on me and there I like, because I'll forget it. So I sure. just, I always like record it. So I was like walking to the gas station, like recording it and looking like a total crazy person. It's the North End though, so it's okay. But was, <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, but then by the time I got home, it was like, like 75% of the song was done, and so. Excellent, yeah. excellent, excellent. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so so you already told me a lot. You normally, the music and the lyrics will start coming at the same time. And then there you were, out and about. It came to you. You knew if you didn't capture it, you, it might go away. Yes. You think that's important to capture them quickly. I do. Yeah, because you, yeah. I, will, I will always forget. I'm crazy forgetful, so I would have definitely forgotten it. And that's your normal technique? Put it on the phone? Put it on the phone. It's a good one. My phone is actually filled with like a bunch of, because I also like, if I, because I love to read, so I, you know, I'll like come across like a word or something. I'm like, that's a nice word. And so my phone is filled with like these one liners, like lines that I'm like, well, that make for a good lyric in a song. So it's, uh -huh. my phone is filled with all this gibberish. And then it's also filled with like these, <laughs> Like, you wouldn't even be able to make sense. You would think I was a crazy person. Well, so then, so then you get home and you have it on the phone. Now, how do you, do you then just start playing it to, to remember it? Yeah, I okay, really have yeah. to be kind of in the right mood, I yeah, guess. Yeah. Like, um, but I'll, you know, if I go home and I'll just crack open a beer or have some tea and just sit there and um, just, just write. I have to kind of feel inspired. And uh -huh. it's always kind of exciting to go through the day and know that you have like this really cool idea. And it's like, I can't wait to get home and, oh, and write something. So, neat, yeah. neat. Now, do you ever, um, 
You, you have your great band right now, Ophelia. Mm -hmm. Do you ever um, uh, you look at the set of your band and go, hmm, I think we could use a such and such type song. Does that ever happen where you say, we need this kind, let me create this kind? Definitely. Actually, um, my bass player and also my best friend, his name's Jason, mm -hmm. um, he and I love writing together. And I, I love co-writing with very particular people because you have to be on the same wavelength and you have to kind of get along with that person and mm -hmm. they have to know you, you have to know them, you have to trust mm -hmm. each other musically. And mm -hmm. so we actually, it's funny you ask that because, you know, we play a lot of the downtown scenes where these people, I say kids, but um, mm -hmm. like these college students, you know, they want to have something to dance to and they want some like really heavy, like this song actually has a very heavy bass drum part. And mm -hmm. um, so Jason and I were actually talking and we're like, we need to like write some stuff. So we've actually been working on, on coming up with some kind of like funk stuff. And mm -hmm. he's so good at, you know, he's just kind of a funk player. So it's in, in blues and all that. So mm -hmm. like, I'm really good with melodies and, mm -hmm. and chords and stuff. And he's really good with like kind of taking me away from, cause it's very easy to get stuck mm -hmm. with the same, same melody and the same sure. patterns. And so he's really good at being like, well, what if we do it like this? And mm -hmm. so that's, so it's really good to co-write sometimes too, because it opens you up a little bit. So, so in your co-writing, the two of you, it sounds like you would have that seed of an idea mm -hmm. in this song, and you'd play it for Jason, and he'd go, hmm, "How about a this?" Yeah. Okay. Interesting. This particular song was mm -hmm. all was all mine. Yeah, I get um, you. Okay. Yeah, but he, yeah. you know, it's it's fun to write because he has some great ideas too. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, shoot, let's. Uh, you got this uh, fiddle sitting over here. Do you oh, think that thing works? We, there's no Let's one find, way to find out. out. <laughs> oh God, I, I don't even think it works. No, I think it's just a prop. Oh, I'll make it work. Oh, Done brother. It <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're gonna experiment, aren't we? Yes, I think so. Ah, uh, yes. Things are getting crazy. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, this one's called the Swallowtail Jig, uh -huh. in E minor, for our folks at home. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Well, thanks for doing that because uh, that's an old Irish tune. It is. It's an old one. You are, uh, it's so much fun watching you do that in your shows. And people really need to go uh, uh, check out Ophelia. It's a great band. <laughs> and also, don't forget to go to KayleeJack.com. To, to see all these other, Kaylee, you've you played in a lot of different bands through the years when when you were younger. Um, all, in fact, shoot, there was all these bands. Uh, you had uh, Buckshot, Bucks, <laughs> Buckshot. Is that right? A lot of Buck bands. <laughs> yeah, there are Buckskin. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of weird. Buckskin Bible reading, Stonefly Stout, uh, Moonshiners, High Desert. Some of them were were quite different bands. Mm -hmm. What did you think that taught you about songwriting, playing in those different genres, if anything? Yeah, well, let's see. Because, um, I I mean, one was a bluegrass band. One was, um, it was a shorties band. We played, at, we were the, the house band, so uh -huh. we did, like, a lot of top 40s country stuff. And actually, it's a really good question because all those bands are so different. Uh -huh. And um, one was, like, a bluegrass electric kind yeah. of thing. And so... It taught me a lot about bluegrass music. Uh -huh. In fact, one of the songs I wrote was for the band High Desert, which is a very blue acoustic bluegrass yeah. upright bass, yeah. fun, yeah. awesome band. Mm -hmm. um, but it just it gave me so much variety to my playing, mm -hmm. and I I really didn't play guitar in any of those bands. But musically and songwriting wise, it was it really helped to hear because they all all these people wrote their own music, and so mm -hmm. it was it was really cool to see how how different personalities, I mean, everybody loves music and everybody, mm -hmm. I mean, there's that commonality, but then also people have such different styles. And so it was, it was really good to have that experience. Neat. If you had to give a piece of advice to a new songwriter or a veteran songwriter, what would you say? Um, let's see, I would probably say to be careful of writing songs that sound like your other songs. I mean, sometimes mm -hmm. I've kind of run, and everybody runs into that problem. I've run into that problem many times before, but that's like another another good thing about co-writing music is with somebody else is you get kind of their ideas mm -hmm. and they kind of open your mind a little bit. But um, so yeah, there's that. I I just, it. a lot of people I think get stuck writing the same, you know, using the same chord progressions and all that. And then also one thing is, I'm really big. This I don't know if this is advice necessarily, but mm -hmm. it's just my own. I like songs to go somewhere, and so I like to kind of tell a story or kind of give, like, there has to be some kind of a climax to, the, to my songs anyway. And so I feel like the song needs to always, like, go somewhere and build and build and, and become something. You're talking about musically or lyrically? Um... I think more musically, actually, uh -huh. because yeah. really in like that song, Summer Nights, I sang, I was just thinking about it, I was talking, mm -hmm. and it doesn't really, I mean, it's not really telling a story, it's just kind of giving like an idea of what Ida Boise is all about, but mm -hmm. I mean, but um, but even in that song, there's a bit of a climax because it says Boise, Idaho, as a mm -hmm. you know, that, mm -hmm. that was kind of the climax or mm -hmm. whatever, so mm -hmm. I don't know, I just, musically, definitely, though, I just always feel like it should go somewhere, and I believe in following a form of a song, different forms are fine, but mm -hmm. I like, the, this is my own personal opinion, mm -hmm. but the verse, chorus, verse, chorus kind of thing, the bridge, I mean, I, I like that, mm -hmm. just, like, keep it interesting, keep mm -hmm. it so that a listener wants to hear what you're talking about, mm -hmm. you know? So. And it sounds like then you um, will there'll almost be different genres in some ways the way you will look at the music of each new song. Mm -hmm. You want the whole flavor to be a little different than the other song yeah. you just did. Yeah, I think that's great. Yeah. 
It's kind of hard though because um, one time, so I used to, I was in Nashville for a while and this guy, um, he, I don't remember who he worked for, but he said, he's like, so what are you? And I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> he's like, well, what, what's your genre like? <laughs> you write yeah. too many different styles of songs. And so I think that's something to be careful of too. Is if, I mean, if you're trying to like make it big as, as an artist, like mm -hmm. instead of just selling your songs, I think mm -hmm. that's kind of something to be careful of too is, which is kind of a hard one for me because I love all styles of music. Yeah, I'm with you on that. That's a tough one, you know, if, if you feel like, well, you know, you want to, you're being more creative by doing more things. Yeah. But if the thought is for business purposes, you should go in this, I mean, I get it all. It's, but that's a tough one when you have to throttle in your yeah. own creativity and. There's a yeah. give and take to everything, I suppose. I guess. <laughs> hey, back to Melody now. Given that, um, you know, you, you, were, you were trained, uh, you, you learned to read music when you were young. And so when you're reading music, you're seeing it on a page, you are visualizing it. Whereas a lot of, a lot of people who play music now, we, they play by ear. Mm -hmm. I wonder if having that experience of being able to read music causes you to be more aware of melody because you are used to seeing it mm. on the page, I wonder. I wonder too. Because a lot of people don't have that background that you do in, yeah. in, in the violin. I think so. I mean, well, the classical side of things, I mean, I've always just loved melody. And that's, I mean, I just, like, for instance, I'm working on an album and um, I'm using a lot of stringed instruments in it because I just love that, that sound of strings. Oh, and, yeah. Um, but I kind of... I kind of see music in colors almost, if that makes oh, sense. It does. Like, yeah, like the key of A would be like a red, key of C would be a yellow. I have no idea. I have no idea why, yeah. but I just kind of see, I see like patterns in mu music and that kind of helps me to improv a little bit. Uh -huh. So if that makes any sense. But. It, no, it does, it does. That, I've, se I've seen Bob Dylan be asked that question. Do you see music in colors? He said, yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh. So there you go. I did not know that. Yeah, if this had happened after your, your interview, I'd have bet no. he'd have been copying you. But <laughs> anyway, when you finish a, um, a song, um, is it um, important to you the first time you perform it, the reaction you get or not? Not the first time because okay. I usually mess it up the first okay. like, two or three or four or five times. But uh -huh. usually like when I, get, when I get it perfect how I want it, then I start, you know, seeing how people react to it. And people's uh -huh. reactions are huge in my book and maybe they yeah, shouldn't yeah. be but well. they they are because you want ultimately i feel like as a songwriter you yeah you're writing for yourself but you're also writing for your audience in sure, a way sure. you want people to enjoy what yeah, you're writing yeah, and yeah. plus their reaction is i mean it's a good way to tell if your song is no good or not i feel like sure sure i don't know it depends i i kind of it's not if i play it for like one audience and then they don't like it then i don't put it away i just uh -huh. wait for you know i play it for a few different shows and yeah. if it just doesn't seem to move people then I you know you know yeah. I still like it but yeah I don't know <laughs> well how's about you play another song and then uh, then we'll see how I react okay <laughs> better be a good reaction <laughs> I bet cry. it will be I bet it will be this one is called people that you know Kaylee Jack <laughs> Dance on both sides of the 
people that you know Very nice, very nice. Again, that, that the melodies are, and it's just so neat what you said before about liking the verse, chorus, bridge structure. I just like it. It's a classic, isn't it? Because yes. it, it, it enforces change mm -hmm. within a short time period. Exactly. Yeah, 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 really neat. So um, you did a song at the uh, Extravaganza a year or two ago. It was a, a mistletoe, bum, bum, bum. Uh, yeah, yeah. That thing was so dang catchy. Thank you. How did, <laughs> now, did you co-write that? Yeah, uh, my friend Lindsay and I wrote it together. We were, she was part of Ophelia uh -huh. as well, and we sat in her, we were driving around her car, and we were thinking, what, we have to, we got to get a song, a Christmas song. And so I was like, we should, we should do kind of like a, like a bum, 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 like a really like kind of Christmassy silliness. And it was so much fun. It was awesome. Was it was really so like catchy. Yeah. In fact, I, I made sure to not re look at it today because yeah. I knew I'd be singing it all day if yeah. I heard it. Uh, so uh, with the band now going forward, uh, you're working on an album. Mm -hmm. uh, you having fun doing that? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Definitely. It's really fun. The best part of it is when you get done with 
well, I was going to say all the boring parts, but like <laughs> getting like the guitar part down and your vocals. And uh -huh. it's so much fun to be able to get all the other instruments. And that's when you get to be creative and start adding like oboes and cellos Ooh, and stuff. Boy. So, yeah. It's exciting. I know. I know. Really because exciting. you really know those instruments, having yeah. been in orchestras, you yeah. know how they sing. Mm -hmm. Exciting. Yeah, wow. it's going to be awesome. Tell you what, Kaylee Jack, give us another song, my friend. They're wrapping up the show on us, and I like to go out on a little music. Right. KayleeJack.com. Really appreciate you coming, my friend. Thank you for having Absolutely. me. Absolutely. This called The Saddest Part. I actually co-wrote this with my friend Barbara Lang. Okay. Everybody knows when you're a liar 